Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shannon Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collective volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And I'm sick, so we didn't do an episode last time, and hopefully my voice doesn't get out this time. Mm-hmm. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing fine, unlike everyone else it feels like. Uh, yeah, everybody I know is sick, and luckily I didn't give any of them COVID, but... I, I got to be scared that I gave all of them COVID, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. It's no fun. I mean, it's it's overrated. Definitely, I would rather have this than the flu or strep, but it's not fun. Yeah. So we're online, if you couldn't tell. It's not just that my voice is extra sexy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We read Haikyuu and Two Weeks of Shonen Jump. We're going to talk about both weeks as much as we can, and then rank just one. Yeah, I was like, we're going to attempt to talk about both weeks but uh some of it might just go out the window I-, I threw one of it out the window already kevin i'm yeah but we have two brand new series and they show no signs of slowing down first up we have ichigoki's under control manual one ichigoki's under control and manual two ichigoki's back in school what did you think of these kevin not really a fan you know it, it just i didn't really get the the humor of uh, he's been turned into a robot being controlled by his friend. Like, okay. But then it's like, Oh, we got to make sure nobody finds out. And they're just all like, just rolling with it. And it's just kind of like, but it's not like they're accepting of it. They're just not noticing. I don't know. That's the joke. I like the premise. Fine. I will agree with you. It has yet to actually be funny. I think the biggest problem with it is we already have too many comedy series and yours, in my opinion. Yes. And this one doesn't, like, it feels Roboco-ish. That's more of an insult than I want, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's not room for it and Roboco, and Roboco has an anime going right now. Yeah, I, that's kind of how I feel as well. It's, our, you know, oh, let's add another gag manga. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's what the kids want, but I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with this series. I don't really have much to say on it. I mm-hmm. thought some of the jokes in the first chapter in particular were pretty decent, but the second one especially, everything went over my head. And like I said, there just doesn't feel like there's room for it, really. Mm-hmm. That would be my feeling as well. The next new series we have is Fabricant 100. We only have chapter one so far. Asahahi Yao. What did you think of Fabricant 100, Kevin? I really liked Fabricant 100, and I think a lot of it is this is finally the first new series in, like, you know, um, they launched like four that I'm actually interested in. So I probably got a bump from that as well of like, oh, thank God. It's not some, it's not another comedy manga they're trying to shove in here or whatever the hell Ichinose's Family Deadly Sins is. Yeah, it seemed like a premise you might be really into. Like, I don't dislike it, but mm-hmm. I don't, like, it, I found it very hard to like grapple onto anything. There's the relationship between the main characters which is kind of interesting but i feel like i've seen it before Mm -hmm. the art style i like but i don't know what you can do with it like i don't think it's necessarily a good art style for comics as much as it is for like pinups gotcha and it seems to be angling itself as like a mystery series which i don't think it's going to maintain and i think that's good because it's difficult to maintain a mystery tone but i don't know what it is going to be instead that's fair like it said. does have that kind of darkness that like a Full Metal Alchemist has, though. And mm-hmm. I will agree with you, of the new series, it's easily the one that stood out the quickest. Yeah. You know, I like I like it. I kind of like the, I essentially, you know, we've got this Dr. Frankenstein 
thing going on of I made a hundred I made a hundred Frankenstein's monsters. Ask me anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Doctor Vegapunk in One Piece. We'll get there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I just you know I I liked it, and I think a lot of it was because I was like, oh thank God, finally a new series I actually like. Super fair. Anything else you want to say on it? That'll take us to One Piece chapter 1068, A Genius's Dream. Only one One Piece chapter between the two weeks. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Other than me not caring at all about a, any sort of rematch between Luffy and Rob Lucci, as I've expressed before. Although I did kind of like Luffy just going, Pigeon Guy? <laughs> yes, I liked that as well. Like, even earlier, like, Nami and Usopp are like, oh no, it's Rob Lucci, and Luffy's just like, Pigeon Guy? <laughs> like- Didn't I kick your ass like... 20 years ago <laughs> i just like that like he's learned other like luffy's learned people's names but i just love that he calls rob lucci pigeon guy because he never did to be fair i don't think rob lucci ever tried to introduce himself he was a special agent fair anything else about this chapter stick out to you no i mean that was really the big bit was that cp0 is now on the island and vegapunk's trying to leave yeah that's pretty much it mm-hmm. and he's like oh no it's cp0 and they're like don't you mean cp9 and like he's like, they're even deadlier. And they're like, I don't know, it looks a lot like CP9 to me. <laughs> well, that'll take us to My Hero Academia then. we Again, we only got one between the two weeks, number 374, Butterfly Effect, which felt really brief, and I get what they're going for trying to build tension here. Mm-hmm. It's like a good idea for an ending, but like we've talked about before, they really botched their transition here. Yeah. In a way that like this would feel like, oh no, the stakes are way higher. Like just this ta- chapter. Mm-hmm. But the stuff leading up to it made it feel kind of eh, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, oh no! Yeah, I, the the villains are in the endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Speaking of the villains and the opposite of the endgame, we have Hunter Hunter, chapters 396 and 397, Founding Part 2 and Founding Part 3. What do you think of Hunter Hunter these weeks, Kevin? I really liked Hunter Hunter these weeks. I'm, you know, really getting into the backstory of the spiders and the cliffhanger between the two and how they deal with it of the one girl getting kidnapped and then like... Murdered, I believe is the word. Murdered, but I was trying to go with like the serial killer, like she was turned into an art piece kind of thing. Not like literally uh, you an are art right. piece, she- but it was like a theatrical murder. She was murdered in the Hunter Hunter world. You're correct. Well, she was like hung by a sack... With, a, like, a note stamped to her head that we don't know what the content of the note says. Because all but one of the characters are illiterate, and I really liked that yeah. touch. I also really liked Corolla telling Uvo, like, if you want to learn what it says, learn to read. I also love him be like, hey, they're about to invent the internet, and I bet <laughs> we'll find these fools on the internet. Yep. And then we can murder them. I also really liked the bit with, uh, you know, hey guys, we got to cancel the stage play. One of our people is missing, and as you know, there have been a lot of kidnappings, so we're very worried about her. Literally everyone teams up and was like, well, let's go find her! Even though, like, Meteor City hasn't had that kind of feeling, or hadn't had that kind of feeling beforehand. Like, they were a community, but they weren't that close-knit. Like, well, let's go find her. And so that it really has the start of... Crollo is the good guy in this part of the story, even though he's murdered a bunch of people and you just kind of like feel for him. Yeah, I mean, the spiders always had that feel though, right? Yeah. And like I think I've said before, they're the only characters I care about in this story right now. So mm-hmm. they're the de facto protagonists. Yes. Plus Samurai Guy wants to be Gon's best friend. Yeah. 
You'll be just like Uva. We should be friends, because me and Uva were friends. <laughs> Never mind that you murdered him. Water under the bridge. Technically, uh, Karapika murdered Uvo. Gon had nothing, literally nothing to do with it. I thought Gon fought Uvo. Am I wrong? Sort of. They did, like, sort of clash at one point, but Gon never seriously fought Uvo. It was all Krolo. Or not Krolo. Karapika. Because his, yeah, his whole thing is killing the spiders. And Gon doesn't really do a lot of murders. Yeah. Except for that one he did. Yeah. And can you really murder a bug? <laughs> it's called extermination. Anything else you want to say on Hunter Hunter? No. That'll take us to Cypher Academy, Chapter 2, Can't Solve Puzzles on an Empty Stomach, and Chapter 3, Decoding May Dance, But It Does Not Move Forward. This series is weird. I don't like it's it. It's probably my second favorite of the new ones we've got. I'd say it's my third. Okay. I still don't like it. Yeah, I don't like the tone of it and like... This chapter, or the more recent chapter, is really weird, where like you, we, you can either dance or code, and he chooses dance. I like the weird idea that he got here on like a dance scholarship. Yeah. And they'll be like, uh, ignore that. We're not doing that. The thing that really killed it for me with this chapter was them being like, well, we can't steal it. We could have stole the glasses from the girl, but now that she gave them to the guy, we can't do it. What? Why? How, how does that make any sense? Because she's evil? I don't know. I also, I kind of liked at the end of chapter two how they were setting up that like sponsor of the main character might be evil, but I didn't like that they took any ambiguity out of it at the start of this chapter. Yeah. Like literally she's like, well, I, I am a warmonger because I'm trying to, you know, make that 50 million, 50 billion dollars or whatever. I'm just kind of like, I, what is the point? Of this series. Like, where are we going? School shenanigans. Sexy girl. Boy look like sexy girl. Profit. (laughs) Anything else you want to say about uh, Cypher Academy? I think I like it more than you, but that is not to say I like it. Nah. Next up, we have Sakimoto Days. Days 97, One Blow. And Days 98, Tora Tora. I thought these were fine, but again, whenever we cut to these characters, I struggle to care. Even though I thought the fight in the more recent chapter was really good. Yeah, I th- I thought the fight was cool. Like I like you said, fine is I'd probably put a little bit more above fine, but so it was good. Next up we have Mashal Magic and Muscles chapters 134 and 135. Rio Gantz and the Last Resort and Rio Gantz and the Definition of Handsome. Rio is doing real hardcore Yu Yu Hakusho stuff here. Yeah. Which I have to love. So then Mashal shows up to do some Dragon Ball stuff. And I wish that Roboco was as subtle with its references as this is. Yes. So I actually, I liked the more recent chapter more than the previous one, just because the previous one was a, a just a bit more of setup. But like, I really liked Rio Gantz talking about his definition of handsome and being like, sure, I'm handsome on the outside, but that's not the epitome of handsome. Like, you got to be handsome on the inside. You have to be uh, literally a Yu Yu Hakusho character who always gets up to be handsome on the inside. Yep. Then Mashal showed up and was like, don't worry, I'm Goku. Here's a half-eaten cream puff. It'll restore your strength. I just, I really laughed out loud at the, here's a cream puff. It's only (laughs) half-eaten. Yeah, so, you know, I'm excited for Mashal because Mashal's finally up. Finally. Mm -hmm. Next up, we have Akanabanashi, Chapter 40, The Image of Greatness, and Chapter 41, Shiraku the Unteaching. So her secret, Kevin, I don't know if you're ready for this. Her secret is that she's sexy. 
Yeah, I like I I actually like it because I do kind of like that they point out like it's not j- she's the right kind of sexy. If that makes any sense, like, because Akani mentioned, she was like, well, yeah, I was told not to try and put too much sexuality into stories, because it can be distracting, you know, if it if it looks like you're trying too hard to be sexy. But she's just really good at making nerds breathe real heavy. Yes. Which is all of the drawings of the audience. <laughs> yeah, so I liked it. And I, I also like that final panel of all of them turning into, like, skeletons and then being this weird, like cloak of bones that she's wearing I, I yeah i didn't dislike it it just seemed kind of like the twist was underwhelming to me fair not twist is even the wrong term but the explanation i got you anything else you want to say on account nope next up we have blue box number 79 shopping for a tracksuit and number 80 because that's who i am which are two difficult chapters to talk about just because there is a hard cut between them yes and the first one boy gets a date with his girlfriend, not his girlfriend, but the girl he likes. Mm-hmm. And then in the second one, we cut to the girl he doesn't like, commiserating, and her friend trying to be like, "Hey, it's okay. Let's go have distraction fun." Yep. You definitely, if you go on a date with me, your friend, you definitely won't think of your boyfriend, who did not ever be your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, and I also like that she's kind of so manager girl is kind of like throughout that whole date is kind of thinking of man, I've never fallen for somebody as hard as she has for Taiki. And she's like, is that good? Is that bad? I'm not sure. Yep. But yeah, I, I really liked Blue Box both weeks. So did I. Sorry, I, I feel like I'm not a very good conversationalist this week, but... No, it's, you're, you're sick, and I'm really struggling to remember last week's chapters. Last but not least, we have The Elusive Samurai, Chapter 88, Derby 1335, and Chapter 89, Manau 1335. I thought Chapter 88 ruled, but my only note for Chapter 89 is Sad Horse backstory. There's that, but I I really liked the bit where he uses a straw to drink some of the horse's brain fluid to get it to overcome, like, to get it into a, a state of it doesn't fear death anymore, so it, like, goes all out. Like, just the absurdity of, oh yeah, I have this weird straw thing on my spear so that I can drink my horse brain and make it no think anymore and make it go faster. <laughs> <laughs> like, just the absurdity of that. Yeah, I want that feature in D&D next time I play a mounted combat character. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Like I said, I thought last week's chapter was really cool, but this week, not so much. It was just kind of fine. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Anything else you want to say about Elusive Samurai? Nope. Okay, that'll take us into Jump Card. Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything in Shen and Jump, not just what we talk about every week. We're only rating this week's chapters in Jump Card this week, not the previous week that we missed. And there are 21 of them, Kevin. Yep. So what do you have at number 21? 21, I have Cypher Academy. Oh, really? I have Inchinosi Family's Deadly Sins. 
which just seemed like a whole lot of nothing to me. Yeah. Yeah, just it specifically was that thing about Cypher Academy of like, we can't steal the glasses, that would be illegal. But if if we stole them from the girl, that would be fine. What? Warmongers don't have property, Kevin. Every, it, everyone knows that's a downside. She took a vow of poverty. She doesn't get her D&D powers if she has possessions. <laughs> what do you have at number 20? Ichinose family. Okay, that's where I put me and Roboco. Yep. Just as self-indulgent as ever this week. I have me and Roboco at number 19. And just the bit where she was like, ah, the source material's pretty weak. Roboco going, we're the source material. I was like, yes, you should be worried about that shit. I mean, to be fair, I think the writer is as confused as anyone <laughs> that he got this anime. It definitely feels that way. How am I, I mean, still He also going? might just be real self-disparaging, but. Yeah. I have Black Clover at 19. Okay. Am I supposed to care that some people that are in Japan are fighting Asta's crush? Sort of. Well, I don't. This is not shipping. (laughs) What do you have at 18? 18 is where I have Ichigo Keys under control. 18 is where I put high school family. Okay. I didn't dislike it, but it was just kind of like, eh, this is some high school family. Yep. What do you have at 17? High school family. Okay, that's where I put Ichigoki's under control, because I think gotcha. it made me laugh a little more than Fair. the other comedy offerings. What do you have at 16? 16 was where I have Tokyo Demon Bride story. I thought this chapter was pretty fine. I think there's a bit of a gap between High School Family and this, but not like a huge one. But I was just kind of like, all right, cool. So, you know, more more stuff's going on, but not, you know, nothing really wowed me in Tokyo Demon Bride. I mean, that's fair. I've got Witch Watch there for similar reasons. Okay. Like, it just, I mean, really what it was is Witch Watch failed to make me laugh more than, it, it made me laugh more than, like, Ichigo Key's Under Control and the other comedy stuff I have below it, but not as much as, like, even some of the Shonen stuff. Gotcha. It went slightly higher for me, mainly for the one joke of, uh, I just walked past a confession with my willy waving in the wind. <laughs> was just like, yeah, all right, that's pretty funny. What do you have at 15? 15 is where I have Gink and Gluna. They're in the library. And Ginka or Gluna is trying to learn like the basics of magic because she doesn't actually know, which is funny. And then we meet, you know, just like you would in any school setting, you meet some crazy person who's extremely powerful. Because there's always a correlation between you only become truly powerful if you're insane. I mean, you only become the truest powerful, though, if you get pushed through insanity <laughs> and become extra sane. Yes. I have the peas at 15. Okay. Don't read the peas when you have a COVID headache, is my official that, okay. medical advice to everybody. It actually, it went fairly high for me because I, I liked some of the bits. I really liked the bit of Lucky's school friend getting told by his brother, I, maybe you should be a conductor. Like, I kind of liked that turn on, like, he's actually just it being extremely genuine of, well, I mean, you still like music, right? Maybe you should be a conductor. Maybe don't try and be a pianist but still be involved in the music world. I really like the idea. I'm just not sure what made him say that. Yeah, I think it was just something she said about, like, his tears were better than mine or something like that. Made him go, like, that's why he had that moment of, oh, that was an interesting thing to say. What do you have at 14? 14 is where I put Witch Watch. That's where I put Mission Yosakura Family. Okay. Which, like, I think if I cared more, I'd put it higher, but, like, the family dynamic between these characters doesn't do much for me. Fair. Still went like two-thirds of the way up, so it's not like it's bad. No, yeah. What do you have at number 13? 13 is where I put Black Clover. 
I just kind of like the bit where the Asta is fighting the one guy and he's like, well, you're hesitating uh, because Asta has been handed a couple of defeats. So he's, you know, I couldn't save this person. I couldn't save this person. Maybe Yuno would have done it. But I just, I like that it's that shonen bit where the protagonist is feeling a little down and someone else is like, you know, well, I have to believe in yourself or your attacks won't work. Like, I'm the strongest person ever and can get anything I want. That's how I win. Yeah, I'm the Black Clover hater, but I feel like you could put this training chapter in any, like, at any point of Black Clover. I feel like you could stick this chapter between any two chapters. And, like, <laughs> maybe you would have to, like, scratch out the faces of the guys training him. And that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> that's fair. I have Cypher Academy at 13. Maybe okay. I put it too high, but I like the breakdancing joke okay. quite a bit. And then, like, also, like, the, the cliffhanger is kind of dumb, but in a way, I like that we got this out of the way early. Fair. What do you have at number 12? 12 is where I put Mission Yuzakura. You know, I thought it was kind of interesting with, uh, well, I've, I've never stopped loving you, Dad, so that's why your brainwashing won't work on me, but I'm going to have to end you. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like something that would happen in Mission Yuzakura, but it didn't have any impact on me. Yeah, it like they're I clearly went, like, going for. what, two spaces higher than yeah. yours? So, like, yep. roughly the same feeling. I got Tokyo Demon Bride's story at 12. Uh, okay. I don't know why. I think it's, it's just what made me laugh the most this week. Fair. What do you have at 11? 11 is where I put Sakamoto Days. Some decent fight stuff, but I, I liked a bunch of the other stuff above it. 11 is where I put Glinka and Galuna. Okay. I like the like immediate conflict. We'll Fair. see what happens with it. What do you have at number 10? 10 is where I put Akanabanashi. You know, this, the secret is she's sexy, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm aware. Apparently, I like sexy more than you. <laughs> I got Jujutsu Kaisen at 10. Okay. I did like Jujutsu Kaisen this week, but like there was just a like Jujutsu Kaisen often has that slight like difficulty to follow. Yeah. That put it a little lower than it could have gone. Fair. But I did enjoy it. Yeah, it's my number nine. I would completely agree with that. Nine's where I put Fabricant 100. Okay. Like I said, it doesn't really feel like it's super for me, and that sucks when we have such a like weak crop in our opinion of new series mm -hmm. but i thought it was like a perfectly acceptable first chapter yep what do you got at number eight eight is where i put the peas like i said i really like that conductor bit just kind of you know i'm not uh, it was him basically saying like i'm not saying your dream is wrong but maybe you're going about it the wrong way yeah i got sakimoto days at eight okay thought the fight was good but that's all it's got going for it yeah what do you got at number seven seven is where i put undead and unluck I just kind of liked the interplay between Unluck and Apocalypse of, you know, like, oh, you only have two people? Wow, this is going to suck for you. And, you know, like, all right, here are the quest. Pass. Wh what? Pass. All right, you're going to lose a year. Cool. I know about that. It's actually factored into my plans. I, I liked it quite a bit. I have it higher. I got Mashal at seven. Okay. The I think the Cream Puff joke was funnier to you, but I do like the Yu Yu Show bits and the Dragon Ball bits. There mm -hmm. may be... That may be detracted from it in some ways, but like I said, I did appreciate the jokes. Yeah, it's my number six, I, so I like the cream puff joke. Kept wanted to call it a cream ball because I was thinking Dragon Ball. Gotta find those cream balls, Kevin. <laughs> Summon the cream dragon. <laughs> he can grant you any wish, as long as it's related to cream puffs. But I also like Rio Grant's definition of handsome. You know, like you said, the Yu Yu Show bit was just really good. I got Elusive Samurai at six. Okay. Didn't super care for horse brain drinking, but like it's still good. Fair. What do you got on number five? That's where I put Fabricant 100. Like I said, it got a big boost from 
oh, thank God, I can finally like one of these new series. And like you said, this does seem more like my style. So I'm looking forward to it. I got to count about a she at number five, Kevin, because her secret is that she's sexy. <laughs> yep. That's why guys like her. <laughs> How could they have figured it out? What do you have at number four? Four is where I put the elusive samurai. I also kind of like the bit at the end where he seems to be like the horseman seems to be crying as he's getting. And I also love that he's like, I'm going to suck out your brains now. Like, you know, screw, <laughs> screw trying to kill you the normal way. I'm going to be extra weird about it. I did appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I got undead and luck at four. Okay. I really like her be like, yeah, it's like I got your reroll. We're just going to keep rerolling until we get what we want. <laughs> or 20 years pass. Actually, it works for me either, either way. Well, yeah, I do like that she's also, she was hunting for, I'm guessing she was hunting for the artifact remember. Yeah, I assume so. But she's, you know, like, all right, cool. I've got 28 chances to try and get the thing I want. So that was really good. What do you have at number three? I have Hunter Hunter at three. Yeah, I just, I really, I really liked this bit, you know, the, where the spiders are now formed, but I just really liked Hunter Hunter in general this week. I got one piece at three. I, seagull guy, or I'm sorry, pigeon, pigeon guy. guy. Pigeon guy is yep. like kind of funny because like, I hope that's all that Luffy does to Rob Lucci this entire arc, honestly. I, it would but be I, so good I, if he if he goes pigeon guy then gets in a rocket and they leave like yeah. that's that's it so um, glorious I, I don't think that's what's gonna happen unfortunately but that's what I'm hoping for yeah he's like I punched that guy one time because he was being a jerk to Robin I punched him a lot that one time uh yeah well he only remembers the big one well no because uh he had the uh that was the first time he ever used uh, jet Gatling was against Rob Lucci. I mean, that checks out because he pretty much just well, one-shot the guy he used gear second on before, right? Yeah. I, I was thinking, he, it's also the guy he first gear threes, and so I was thinking the big punch. But Yeah, so he had the big punch, but I just, I remember the, the Jet Gatling bit is pretty great. Look, I love gear second. You don't have to sub me on it. Yep. What do you got at number two? Two is where I put one piece. Uh, that's where I put Hunter Hunter, so. Fair. And then Blue Box is number one, because... Yep. It's still really good. Because cute girls is cute. Yep. And that's all I have to say about that. Yep. Uh, anything you want to say about these last two weeks of Shout and Jump, Kevin? They seemed really eh to me, but I had COVID, so I don't feel like I'm a fair judge of them. I'd say they were fairly good. Not not amazing. Not bad. Not a huge fan of most of the new series, but Fabricate 100 that I actually do like. At least has me going like, uh, thank God we're not. I'm not totally screwed. Not that I would ever be totally screwed, because there's plenty of stuff I still like in Shonen Jump, but just the fact that there's at least one new thing that I do like is happy for me. All right. We read Haikyuu Volume 19, and we will be back to talk about that after the break. So we read Haikyuu Volume 19. Kevin, did this uh, volume of Haikyuu seem really dense to you? Yes. Okay, it wasn't just me. Yeah, You were late um, to our recording, so I thought maybe it was not just me, but... Uh, no, so I had read the Haikyuu Volume last week. That was going to be my other guess. You, you just had to read 21 chapters of Shonen Jump. 
it was I had to read twenty one chapters and then had to rank twenty one chapters. I was like, I've got this. This is taking longer to rank than I thought. It seems like Haikyuu when we started reading it, and by that I mean when we like got thrown into the middle of it, right? Yeah. With lots of the coaches going back and forth on different players. I mean, it's mostly the Beanpole character who really yeah. gets to shine this volume. But having the backstory makes it so much like I'm so much more invested because I actually understand what they're talking about. And, you know, like, oh, wow, he's actually acting totally different. Like if somebody just says that, you know, to me, oh, OK, sure. But like actually see him acting different and seeing how everything else is playing out is very cool. He's also a more cognitive character is not the words I want, but they're not coming to me. And I wonder if the pace of the manga is specifically slowing down like that to reflect that because they're talking about how he's becoming their their head blocker. Yep. Sorry, I'm still trying to think of the word that you're trying to think of. I sure can't. Cerebral, maybe? Cerebral, yeah, cerebral would work. He's a more thinky character. Yeah, that is what I mean. He's not a he is not a Naruto or a Goku. He is more of a Sasuke, if you will. He's more of a Shikamaru. Shikamaru is what I was going right. to go for. He freezes people with his shadow. That's how he beats them at volleyball. I mean, listen, Shikamaru would be amazing at volleyball. No, he wouldn't, and you know it. <laughs> not a, a not physical a ninja... sport. Yeah, that's that's let's be fair. He'd probably be a decent coach. Sounds like too much effort. Yeah. <laughs> Despite it giving us a lot to talk about, I'm not really sure where to go with it. I enjoyed it even with the slowdown and the way more panels going with it. Yeah. It's interesting that we basically skip over the third set, which it, or I'm sorry, the fourth set, which is their second loss. It's like, okay, they won a set, and then we don't care about the next one. We just need the drama of them needing to win back-to-back. Yeah, we, sorry, we skip over the third set. You said fourth set, and that really threw I me off. I thought it was, is it not the fourth set? No, you're right. I said third at first and then changed my mind. You're right. Yep, because it's a best of five. So it's like if they had yeah. lost the fourth set, they would have just lost. <laughs> oh, not if they won two, which they didn't. So like you said, they've got they've got to have the back-to-back wins, but they do have a win. And so I, I just liked a, you know, a bunch of the stuff going on with uh, Beanpole being a lot more cerebral about it. I think this is the first one where Hinata has a dig. I don't think it's the first time, but like it's definitely emphasizing some of that. Like there's that... There's that one panel that I really like of Beanpole gets an amazing dig, and then he like looks over at Hanada. Uh, he doesn't say anything, but Hanada suddenly gets mad, and one of the other team members is like, he totally had that, you're a middle blocker too, you should do the same thing, look on your face. Yeah. But don't but don't take the bait. It's just troll bait. He is, he, yep. is, he is trying to bait you, but don't take it. <laughs> yeah, and I like some of the Hanada blocking stuff as well. Yeah really all coming together but i don't know what to say about it i feel like i should have taken better notes but i was not in the best headspace when you can read when i read this unfortunately yep and like i said i i read it last week so i can't recall a lot of specifics it's it's really good i'm really liking haikyuu still their old coach came back to just do some commenting from the sky but yeah that also feels like a weird raising of the stakes in some ways sort of but i kind of like that him and the other guys coach have like a philosophical rivalry if not a like literal sports rivalry of talent versus cohesion yes so it's like all right well if i have just a bunch of talented people on the team we can do whatever we want and the crows coach being like no it's all about team cohesion and if i get a not 
team of subpar individuals does not come across correctly, but like if I get a team of grade B talent against your team of grade A talent, if the grade B talent just works better as a team, we're still going to win. And so yeah. I like that like we're having this battle right now of, you know, you've got somebody like Hunata who's got a lot of potential but not a ton of actual talent at the moment and just a bunch of people like that and they're all working together as a team versus this team that's like nope we're just like straight up solid anything else you want to say about Haikyuu this week Kevin? nope anyone we want to put on personality power level I no one really stands out to me unless you no, ever I put can... on that one fan <laughs> no I feel like he should go on but not yet sure all right, then. What are we going to read next week, Kevin, when hopefully I feel good enough to talk to you? So we're going to read a recommendation from Nomomo, which is Kingdom, which is a manga series about the Warring States period. So I I literally only know that they recommended it to me, so we should read it. Yeah, and I'll be like, oh, man, I'm super excited for this tale from the Chinese Warring... Oh, wait, no. Wrong Warring States. Because <laughs> I've been in a th- Romance of the Three Kingdom moods for some reason lately. Gotcha. So let's go to the other warring state period. Mm-hmm. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emeritt. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website, where you can check out my other podcasts, It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games. Last Time on Video Games should have a new episode soon. I don't think it'll be out because I'm sick and didn't edit it. So it probably won't be out by the time this is, but you don't ever know. It could be. Mm-hmm. Tis the season. Anything you want to plug, Kevin? Nope. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>